We want to explore all sports and competitions on a deeper level in order to understand the less mainstream topics and events. We here at Deep Dive Sports not only want you to walk away having learned something, but for us to have learned something new as well. Now don't get us wrong, we will do our best to cover the big events, but our main goal is to give you a different perspective on some of the overlooked sports and competitions across the globe. We hope you're ready to learn, laugh, and have fun because we are excited to bring you this podcast. Please sit back, relax, and dive deep into these topics with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep Dive Sports. In this episode, we will be giving you a rundown of the world's second most popular sport, cricket. First, we will go to Nick and David, who will tell us about the rules of the game. Thanks, Tom. And first, let me emphasize real quick that there are multiple ways to play cricket, with often different rules to go along with them. However, the basic rules are still the same, with minor differences with how long a game or an inning can last. The game is played with a bat, a ball, and a large round field that is known as the ground. It's played between two teams of 11 with one person acting as a substitution known as the 12th man. There is a set of rules that are known as the laws of cricket. In total, there are 45 laws So here's a brief summary. To start, there is a coin toss to determine who bats and who bowls first. And the area that the players bowl, also known as the bowlers, is also known as the pitch. And those dimensions have a length of 22 yards. Then we'll get into the wicket. Involved in the wicket, there are the stumps that must be 22 inches high with a six-inch bale. The ball itself must weigh between five and six ounces. And then to end an inning or, an, or what is known as an overs, it must last four balls, which is bowling the ball four times. Then there's the no ball penalty, which is for overstepping, which means the hind foot going in front of the bowling crease. For example, in the direct line of the wicket, the popping crease is exactly three feet, 10 inches before the bowling crease. And then There is also various means of it is out are included in the game, in which Nick will reference later. There are two that I want to reference, which is hitting the ball twice and obstructing the field. These two are emphatically out following an experience in the 17th century. Then there is a player that is known as the wicket keeper, and that player is required to be still and quiet until the ball is bowled which is similar to baseball's catcher of sorts. There are also umpires, which must allow two minutes for a new batsman to arrive and 10 minutes between innings. Meal and rain breaks presumably exempted. Except they get they get a lunch time during games. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> get a little bit of a snack and a nap in the middle. All right. The umpire cannot give a batsman out, give a batsman out, if the fielders do not appeal. The umpire is allowed a certain amount of discretion, and it is made clear that the umpire is the sole judge and that his determination shall be absolute. Well, if I was the sole judge, my determination would be everyone gets snack and nap every five minutes. And that's absolute, David, all right? Yeah, because you're going to need it. My biggest question is why why is there two minutes between batsmen? Like, do they not have a do they not have a lineup where they know who's batting next? I think I think honestly it's 
that is like a long time, but I know later like, does on. It, does it take two minutes to walk up from the bench to the? I don't know, to where they're to where they're hidden. Yeah, I don't know. I know, like I'll I'll explain later on, but it, it they have to have two batsmen out at all times. So I'm wondering, like, if in transition or I mean, maybe somebody's still taking their nap. Dom, they still got about a minute thirty left on their nap. Well, well, they, they better wake up. <laughs> their, their nap, their nap's over. They got a bat. They're eating a sandwich. You know, they got a couple minutes. You also got to take that thirty minute break, just like swimming. You can't go eat and then go out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That is like that is kind of interesting. That does seem like a long time. I don't know. But then again, that's coming from a couple of guys who don't exactly know the sport that well. That is fair. I mean, to be honest, like I feel like if we had, you know, more snack and, and nap breaks in like football or something, I mean, might make it a little bit more interesting. We do. They're called commercial breaks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot <laughs> about commercial breaks. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they have to. They happen too much. Anyway, let's move on to the scoring of the game. And to be completely honest, it is so much more complex than what I'm going to run through. But I'm going to try to put it so that it is a little bit um, easier to understand. Scores are expressed as a number of runs. That's because the simplest way of scoring a cricket is by hitting the ball and running from one end of the pitch to the other. If a batsman does this and successfully reaches the other end of the pitch, they and their team are awarded one run. Batsmen can attempt more than one run per ball, but must have covered the entire length of the pitch before the fielding side breaks the stumps with the ball or else they run out of time. So basically, if they get a hold of the ball, they got to run from one end to the other as many times as they can before the opposing team knocks what is called their wicket off the post, which I'll get into later. As well as physically completing a certain number of runs, batsmen can be awarded either four or six points by hitting what is known as boundaries. A boundary is when the batsman hits the ball beyond the edge of the playing field, so kind of like a home run in baseball. Four runs are awarded if the ball bounces before exiting the field, and six runs are awarded if the ball crosses the boundary without bouncing. Now on to those wickets that I was talking about. So wickets are just as crucial as runs to answering the question of how is cricket scored? A team's score is always expressed by the number of runs they have collected and the number of wickets they've lost. If a team scores 100 runs and lost three wickets, their score would be 100 for three. The fielding side can take a batsman's wicket in 10 different ways. And once a batsman has lost his wicket, like I said before, he must leave the field and be replaced by another member of his team. As there are 11 members for each cricket team, like David said before, there must be two batsmen on the field at one time. So once a side has lost their 10 wickets, they are they are all out, and their turn batting, known as an, as an inning, is over. So the 10 ways in which wickets can be taken are split into two categories, with the first category being commonplace in any game and the second category being quite rare. The first set of dismissals are bold, caught, stumped, LBW, which is leg before wicket, and a run out. A batsman is bold if the ball bold to them hits their stump and dislodges the bales. So those two small pieces of wood at the top of the stumps If they bowl the ball to them and it hits them and they swing or miss, they're out. A caught is when a batsman hits the ball to the fielder without hitting the ground. So basically like in baseball, if you hit a line drive to a player and they catch it, you're out. A stumped is when the batsman leaves their crease 
the small area in front of the stumps and the wicket keeper breaks the stump with the ball in their hands. So it seems like that one, like if the ball is pitched to them or like David said, the wicket keeper is like the catcher. If the catcher has that ball and the batter kind of leaves their box or whatever, the wicket keeper can knock their, their little piece of wood off and then they would be out. A run out occurs when a batsman attempts a run, but the fielding side breaks the stump at the other end of the pitch before he reaches reaches the crease at the end. So if you don't if you don't get from one end to the other before they break your yeah break your stump, then you're out. And lastly, the LBW, which is like I said before, leg leg before wicket, and this is when a batsman prevents a ball bowled at him from hitting the stump with their leg than their bat. So they don't swing at it. They kind of try to block it so that it doesn't get them out. The second set of these, which like I said before, are the more rare set, is hitting the ball twice, handling the ball, obstructing the field, timed out, and hitting the wicket. So hitting the ball twice is pretty much self-explanatory. You just, you can't hit it twice with the bat. You can only hit it once, you know, makes sense. You can't hit a baseball twice with the bat. I don't even know how you would do that. That seems kind of hard. Next, you have handling the ball when a batsman touches a live ball with his hand whilst the hand is not in contact with the bat. So you can't be cool, catch the ball, throw it back to the pitcher, ask for an, or throw it back to the person throwing it, can't ask for a new one. You just got to hit the one that's thrown to you or hope it doesn't hit your little piece of wood off the other pieces of wood. Next, you have a, a batsman can be called out for obstructing the field if he deliberately impedes a fielder and can be timed out if they take too long to reach the pitch when it's their turn to bat. So basically, you can't get in the way of the fielder from getting the ball or blocking them from throwing it um, and knocking your piece of wood out. You got to just keep running back and forth. So kind of like in baseball, you can't impede the flow of the game pretty much. Pretty much in any game, you can't impede the flow. Finally, hitting the wicket is when a batsman breaks his own stump, either with a bat or with their part of the body. So you can't break your own stump. It's got to be broken by the other team. I don't know why you would do that, because the goal is to score as many runs as you can before it is broken. But maybe there's some tactic behind it, or maybe they're just trying to prevent people from uh, cheating and throwing the game. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys, for going over the rules. Now I will give you a brief history of the game. So it is generally believed that cricket originated as a children's game in the southeast of England sometime around the medieval period. Although there are claims for prior dates, the earliest definite reference to cricket being played comes from a court case in 1597. Furthermore, one possible source of the sport's name is an old English word, crick, meaning crutch or staff. The game underwent major development in the 18th century to become England's national sport. Betting and the amount of people that were able to attend games made the sport popular. Cricket was prominent in London as early as 1707, and in the middle years of the century, large crowds flocked to matches on the artillery ground in Finsbury. The single-wicket form of the sport attracted huge crowds and wagers on matches. Its popularity peaked in the 1748 season. Bowling underwent an evolution around 1760, when bowlers began to pitch the ball instead of rolling it or bouncing it towards the batsman. This caused a revolution in bat design because to deal with the bouncing ball, it was necessary to introduce the modern straight bat in place of the old hockey stick shape. The 19th century saw underarm bowling superseded by the first round arm and then overarm bowling. Both developments, however, were controversial. Organization of the game at the county level led to the creation of county clubs, starting with Sussex in 1839. 
Moreover, in December 1889, the eight leading county clubs formed the official county championship, which began in 1890. Meanwhile, the British Empire had been instrumental in spreading the game overseas, and by the middle of the 19th century became popular in Australia, the Caribbean, India, New Zealand, North America, and South Africa. In 1844, the first ever international match took place between the United States and Canada, and in 1859, a team of English players went to North America on the first overseas tour. In 1862, an English team made the first tour of Australia, and the first Australian team to travel overseas consisted of Aboriginal stockmen who toured England in 1868. In 1876 to 1877, an England team took place in what's retrospectively been recognized as the first ever test match at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in Australia. And test cricket is a form of the sport that has a little bit of a longer match duration and is considered the highest standard of cricket. This rivalry between England and Australia gave birth to the Ashes in 1882, which is what they call the big rivalry between um, the two countries. Test cricket began to expand in 1888 and 1899 when South Africa played England. Furthermore, the Warriors were dominated by Test cricket, which continued to expand in the 20th century with the addition of the West Indies in 1928, New Zealand in 1930, and India in 1932. And after the Second World War, Pakistan was added in 1952, Sri Lanka in 1982, Zimbabwe in 1992, Bangladesh in 2000, and Ireland and Afghanistan both in 2018. And now we will go to Nick, who will tell us where cricket is the most popular. Alrighty, I am going to answer the most important question. Where is cricket most popular? Well, today, cricket is most popular in India, England, and Australia. Primarily in India, though. Super big there. That's a big reason why its popularity is kind of spreading throughout the world. But the sport of cricket was actually once one of the most popular sports in the United States. So cricket was actually regularly played in Philadelphia, New York, Hatford, and Boston during the 1700s. The game hit its peak when almost 1,000 cricket clubs existed across 22 states. However, its popularity dwindled during the Civil War, mainly because baseball became a common sport after that played by soldiers, so it naturally took on its like reputation as a patriotic game. At the turn of the century, baseball grew to replace cricket as the country's most popular sport. And by the end of World War I, interest in cricket was almost non-existent throughout the U.S. But over the past few decades, the increasing number of people from India and the West Indies who have moved to the United States naturally heightened the sport's popularity in the U.S. again, to the point that ESPN was actually actually broadcasted in Indian Premier League cricket match between india and sri lanka and matches like these are now regularly streamed online through digital media players like apple tv and chromecast and espn even estimates the growth of the cricket market in in the u.s currently consisting of about 30 million fans with new york being one of the biggest markets for the sport so obviously like i said before india is probably the biggest market for cricket in the world but England and Australia aren't too far behind. And if the U.S. here has kind of shown anything, if they take a liking to a sport and there's enough people that want to watch it, we will make it big and we will make it one of the most profitable sports within the world. So cricket's the second most popular sport in the world. David, what makes the sport so popular? Well, what makes it so popular is because to those who have kind of an understanding of the sport, it's 
it's super simple. And that's kind of the main reason why. And not only that, to those who watch and actually understand the game to any degree, it is also easy to watch as well. And the reason why it's so big is because it's very, very popular in the country of India. India is one of the is one of the biggest countries, if not the biggest country in the entire world. While we may not understand the game entirely, it it's still a very interesting sport nonetheless. Nick, what are some of the popular leagues around the world? So there are, I think, like 11 or 12 of the major leagues around the world, and they are all still currently running to this point. So we're going to start off with the league in India, and that's going to be the Indian Premier League, the, the IPL. They were founded in 2008. Then there is the Big Bash League, which is out of Australia, the BBL. They were founded in 2011. Then you have the Caribbean Premier League out of the West Indies, the CPL, which was founded in 2013. Then you have the Pakistan Super League, which is out of Pakistan, which is the PSL, and that was founded in 2016. Then you have the Super Mash League, which was founded in 2005, and they are out of New Zealand. Then you have the T20 Blast, founded in 2003, and they are out of England. And a fun fact about them is they've actually gone through, like, I think four or five different names since their founding, and mostly because of uh, brand deals and stuff like that. So they kind of change their name so they can get money from uh, different entities, such as, like, our sports stadiums today have different names. Kind of like you look at the Browns, they have First Energy Stadium. Then you have the Mizanzi. Super League out of South Africa, the MSL, which was founded in 2012. Then you have the Lanka Premier League, the LPL, which is out of Sri Lanka, and that was founded in 2020. And then you have the Euro T20 Slam, which was founded in actually 2021. And that consists of Ireland, Scotland, and the Netherlands. So for whatever reason, they didn't want to play ball with England. But I don't think they ever really want to. (laughs) So they kind of seem like they formed their own little league there. And lastly, we have the Afghanistan Premier League, the APL, founded in 2018 out of Afghanistan. You know, what I find interesting is the game of cricket has been played for centuries, it seems like. A lot of these professional leagues have been formed within the last 20 years. You know, I I really thought that there would have been professional leagues dating back around the 20th century at some point. So I think that the these ones are basically like these ones that were founded at that point. Obviously, I think there were ones before that. These are just the current ones. I think honestly, kind of like we've seen other sports over time, they were just played without an overseeing governing body pretty much. Gotcha. Um, so you kind of look at, at sports like rugby. It's a sport that was, that was played, but I don't think it had an, an overseeing government like governing body until I believe the, like the late nineties or early two thousands, like we, we stated in one of our previous episodes. So right. it just kind of was something that was played across its country or the countries that it was in up until somebody said, Hey, we can start making money off of this. Let's try to form a league, get some sponsorships, go out there, fill stadiums up, those kinds of things. So I, I think like you guys stated, not everything needs to be professionalized. I think a lot of other countries and their like historical sports, because I, I do think cricket can be in that category as a historical sport. I think they just, they just did it because they loved playing the game. It wasn't all about playing it at 
a super high level making money playing it for like honor for your name and stuff like that you know what i mean we're just for fun you know it was something that you know you grew up playing and people obviously love the sport so i guess there was really no no need to monetize it in some way until until recently at least not it's not like our cornhole or dodgeball where we made that reference where you don't need to make money off of everything right right all right so the last question that i have for you guys is you mentioned earlier that cricket was popular in the u.s previously do you think that cricket can become popular in the u.s again i i actually do i i think honestly like david said until you kind of like like watch it a lot or play it a lot it's definitely a little confusing to understand but a lot of the things I read were that people like it because it is so simplistic and maybe we made it out to be a little bit harder to understand than what it actually is because we're not, we're not covering it or watching it every single day ourselves, but maybe as we kind of learn and and grow more within the sport, then we'll find it more simplistic as well too. But I also think it's going to grow in popularity because of the amounts of people who are kind of moving here from other countries where it is one of the most popular sports in their country, like India, like the West Indies, even people who move over from like Europe and the Middle East and Australia, they kind of bring their culture and and that sport with them. So just kind of like how rugby has become, I wouldn't say like a, a super popular sport in the States, but it has become more popular over the past 20 years than what I'd say it was. I think cricket is kind of following in that, that same footsteps and, And especially when you have an estimated 30 million people that, you know, watch it or follow it regularly within the United States, I, I can only imagine over the next, you know, 10, 15 years, that's just going to multiply year after year. So I I do, I do think it'll grow. I think it'll be, I don't know if it'll ever get back to its standing as one of the most popular sports in the U S because I think, you know, our American football, basketball, it just has too much of a foothold but I do think it could slide into that third or fourth spot, maybe maybe kick baseball and hockey down. It, it just depends. Yeah, I, I also think that it, there's a chance because it's pretty much all for the same reasons Nick mentioned. And for the simplistic point of view to those, like we mentioned before, I kind of compare it to our, our baseball, essentially. Like to us, Baseball is super, super simple and super, super basic. But to someone who doesn't understand the sport and to someone who hasn't really paid attention to it, and we try to put it into words, putting into words make it sound super, super complicated, even though it probably really isn't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like you kind of look at cricket, like when I was explaining like the scoring and stuff like that, and like it, I feel like maybe I explained it in a way that made it sound more confusing. But yeah. Like, I mean, basically, I just was kind of trying to make sure that I was explaining it in a way while also staying within the parameters of what it actually said. But I mean, basically, you just they the the person bowls the ball to you. You try to hit it. If you hit it, then you just try to run from one end to the other and score as many points before they get you out by hitting your piece of wood off another piece of wood. I mean, that's I mean, really, honestly, that's what it boils down to. I know there's a little bit more that goes into it, but. Boiling it down, that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. And also it's like a it's like a super chaotic game too, mm-hmm. which is like, but it's almost like chaotic in a in a fun way, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think it, it might become a little bit more popular, but 
you know, the sport does seem pretty similar to baseball. And, you know, we already have baseball in the U.S. A sport that's pretty similar to it, people are going to stick with what they know, which is baseball. And I could see the sport having kind of the same issues that baseball has, which is pace of play. People always complain about how slow the game is. And, you know, like David mentioned earlier, there's two minutes between batsmen and then 10 minutes between innings. You know, people are going to, you know, get bored <laughs> waiting in between action like that. Well, I think, um, I think like the 10 minutes between innings, it makes sense because you got to think like, honestly, they like they hit the, they hit that ball and like those players got to go chase it if it goes, you know what I mean? So like players can keep running back and forth. And I don't think that it's that far of a distance. So you're racking up a ton of points, you know what I mean? So you got to think like these players in their inning, the inning is so fast paced. Yeah. It might take a little bit longer to complete, but like it's so fast paced that they're probably trying to give them a little bit of a breather because they've been like literally running around you know what I mean? Almost, I would probably wouldn't say as much as like in soccer, but it's probably pretty close to the amount of like running that you got to do. Yeah, I can see that point. It's just, I don't think people are going to be wanting to wait or sit through a 10 minute commercial break or listen to, you know, analysts in between innings for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, they're going to check out and, you know, do something else, maybe check back in after the commercial break. But I don't, I don't think people are going to, have the attention span to sit through breaks like that. Um, so I, I think that could maybe hinder the sport becoming a little bit more popular in the U.S. But I, I think that your point earlier about people coming into the country and bringing their culture with them, you know, that obviously makes that grows cricket in the U.S., but it also gives us more exposure to a sport that we don't really know. So it, it could become more popular. It's just I, I could see it having some difficulties. So with that, I'd like to thank you guys for coming back on. I think we had a great discussion. I'd like to thank our listeners for you know tuning in for another episode. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.